Welcome all you sinners and sodomites to episode 32 of Bible Stories for Atheists. I am Josh, my co-host is Linz, and by your powers combined, we are Captain Bible. We're taking a short break from our series on the Book of Acts this week to talk to Lilac, a teenager who was kicked out of her home because of religious issues with her Jehovah's Witness family. In the first part of the episode, I'll explain to Linz how I found out what was going on with Lilac and get Linz's reaction. And in the second part of the episode, we'll actually have a call with Lilac. I didn't talk with her before we recorded the first part, and I wasn't sure what name she went by or her pronouns. So apologies to Lilac for getting some of that wrong early in the episode. If you're interested in helping out Lilac, you can find her GoFundMe link in the description of this episode or go to at Bible Atheists on Twitter. We posted the link with this episode. If you've been kicked out of your home and need help, you can call 1-800-RUNAWAY or go to 1-800-RUNAWAY.ORG for resources. Now strap in and strap on for episode 32, Lilac in the Briar Patch. I was on Reddit recently, you slash Bible Atheist, if you're interested in following us. What is it? You slash Bible Atheist. You? Yeah, that's what, a like Reddit thing. The letter U or Correct. Y-O-U? No, like the, the letter, letter U. U slash... As in user. Oh. Which is like a Reddit thing. Cause you like tell sub, I have no clue no. about Reddit whatsoever. Yeah, like subreddits are r slash whatever. Gotcha. Like r slash ex-Christian. I see. Or XJW, as we're going to be talking about today. Okay. All right. I frequently am on XJW, X Jehovah's Witness. Yeah. You know, yeah. Quite a bit because if you haven't listened previously, my. Uh, Why are da- you starting on this one? Weird. What? If you haven't pre listened previously why are you starting on this oh oh are you criticizing our listeners (laughs) (laughs) only the brand new ones (laughs) you're just immediately like why are you starting here i know right stop stop listening right now and go yeah started 30 episodes start at the beginning (laughs) you need to get caught up on all of our drama No, you can start anywhere. That's the great thing about our show. But um, uh, we at least try to make it. Yes. I mean, it is the Bible. It doesn't fucking matter where you start. No, it doesn't make sense anywhere. Right. Um, (laughs) In case you're not aware, you know, my dad is Joe's witness. My my mom left when I was uh, about a year old. They got divorced and everything, but my dad stayed in it. My mom became a mainstream Christian and all that stuff. So I was constantly going back and forth every other weekend to either church or to the kingdom hall. Right. You know? Yeah. Uh, And going out in service. So knocking on doors and stuff like that. All that kind of stuff. So you got some lightning cutouts on the side of your head. Yeah. I got lightning bolts in. Yeah. yeah, For a haircut and on the side of my head. And my dad was like, no, you're not going out like that. (laughs) I still had to go out in service. I just had to stay in the van. I mean, that is the best case scenario. (laughs) Right. If you have to go out. Right. Yeah. I guess. I wish, I wish I had been growing up in the era of phones. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You know. But otherwise, you're just sitting there, just staring around at like really bland suburbs, you know. <laughs> anyway, I frequent the XGW subreddit and I came across this post. This is all the text of the post says. And then there's images 
Um, it just says, these were my dad's conditions for taking me in. It was that or homelessness. I chose homelessness. Whoa. And then he posted three images and they're of a contract. Okay. That his dad oh. gave him. Wow. Yeah. So we're going to read the contract. Oh, great. Okay. Okay. <laughs> And it says right at the I'm top. I'm going to get real angry. I can feel it already. I know. Because oh, even know. the idea of being a parent and like making your child have a contract with you in order to you, I don't know, take care of the thing you made. Right. That seems real ridiculous to me. Yeah. But, okay. So uh, right at the top, in case it's ambiguous, this it says contractual agreement. It starts off with this. A few months ago, you made the decision to move out of our home and plan to live on your own and attend Cuesta College, which is actually in California. Okay. You have subsequently found that you cannot afford to do either and would like to return home. Hayden, we want the best for you, but we also have an obligation to safeguard the peace and harmony the family has been enjoying. Based on actions and events leading up to your departure and the manner in which you left, things would need to change in order for us to feel comfortable with having you return home again. After a lot of prayerful consideration, <laughs> the following are conditions and requirements that must be met as well as the actions and activities that must be undertaken and engaged in to ensure that the peace of the family isn't disrupted again, nor the welfare compromised. Therefore, if you wish to return home, you must agree to abide by the terms set forth below. So this is the conditions. Condition one, withdraw from Cuesta College and actively look for and obtain full-time employment in Atasadero, it's a, it's, it's, it's a very California sure. town. I'm okay with Saginaw and Mackinac. Yeah, we can manage all of the towns yeah. named Kalamazoo. after native words, <laughs> right. but we, you can't figure out Spanish cities. I know, it's, it's <laughs> just very different. Anyway, once you're in a position to pay for your tuition, books, gas, and auto insurance without jeopardizing your employment, you're free to enroll again. However, since it would be to your long-term benefit, you'll need to focus on obtaining marketable skills, licensing, or certificates that will aid you in becoming and remaining self-sufficient. You can discuss this with dad. Okay, so that piece doesn't sound unreasonable. Not unreasonable. Jehovah's Witnesses have an issue with college. Sure. they used to not allow but let's, it. But let's, for, for a moment. Yeah. Let's pretend that we didn't know they were Jehovah's Witnesses. Sure. And this yeah. was a con. So the kid went off, didn't go well, probably were assholes. And I'm making assumptions, not knowing right. any any pretense or anything. Yep. And I'm erasing the idea of the religion behind it. Yep. So say the kid was a real asshole before he left. She, he, she. I don't know the gender of the person. Right. Who is, this is being contracted to. Hayden could be a boy or a girl name. Right. Um, they could have been a huge shithead before they left, went off, realized that they were not quite ready, came back. Then I 100, like if that, if Connor did that, if he came back and wanted to live with me, I'd be like, well, you got to get a job right. or skills or something because mm. like you thought you were a big boy and you weren't. So let's work on that. Right. You know, let's yeah. work on making you the guy that can go out and be on his own. So that by itself seems fine to me. Condition two, once employed, you will pay rent in the amount of $500 a month, which will be due on the first of each month. It's important that you learn to budget properly in this way, because if you can't pay $500 per month, how will you pay a thousand? Again, yeah, fair. And if they're the, if they were me, I would take that $500 and like put it away so that when he was ready, not tell him. Right. That way, when he was ready, he or she. 
I'm specifically talking about Connor as my Oh, example. I see what you're saying. I so see what you're he, saying. Yep. Yes. He would be able, Connor would be, yeah. <laughs> would be able to then have like I don't, a deposit for an apartment or stuff to buy furniture or yep. things like that. Seems fair to me. Okay. Condition three, determine how and then study to make plans to acquire your driver's learning permit. Condition four, as soon thereafter as you're eligible to do so, study for and obtain your driver's license. Right. So, okay. Haven't, hasn't gotten no, the those, license those yet. No, those seem reasonable. Yeah. Yes. I don't, I don't know that I would ever put that in a contract. Right. But, you know, depending on the, the kid, yep. maybe it needed to be. So those are the conditions. Requirements get a little interesting. Okay. The intro text for this section <laughs> it goes like this. The beliefs, unity, and peace of our household, our rights, and in our home need to be respected. Therefore, requirement one, delete all social media accounts, <sighs> which is definitely tough in this day and age. Well, it's like you're cutting people off. From outside, mm-hmm. from their, from their friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Requirement two, cut off all ties and association with apostates and ex-witnesses, including the, inclu- including accessing their websites, pages, articles, profiles, blogs, chat rooms, podcasts. Oh man. Hope you're listening. <laughs> literature or anything of the kind. So all content must be Jehovah's Witness related. Basically, well, yeah. So either Jehovah's Witness related or not ex Jehovah's Witness. What's related. apostate? I think so. I guess I always would have considered apostates to be ex witnesses, but it does say apostates and ex witnesses. So maybe, maybe, maybe it's, it's cutting all, off all. It's, it's their nice word for non witnesses. Yeah. Apostates. It's not even really like a nice word. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's not even really a nice word. Like it's kind of a derogatory. I I always kind of saw it as a derogatory oh. term. But requirement three: no internet or computer use after nine thirty p.m. Monday through yeah. Thursday, or after ten p.m. Friday through Sunday. So you get an extra half hour of internet time. Internet access in our home is a privilege, not an entitlement. And accessing inappropriate sites or content will not be tolerated. Mm. Requirement four, no visitors to our home without dad and Michelle's express per- permission, which immediately gave me flashbacks. So it was like, oh, stepmom. Yep. You know, yeah. I had a terrible stepmom. Requirement five, dad and Michelle will set a curfew that will be based on your work schedule. Requirement six, no arguing, debating, yelling, screaming, or tantrums with or directed towards any member of the family. Requirement seven, no foul language, abusive speech, criticism, ridicule, or harassment towards any member of the family. Requirement eight, dress and grooming will be appropriate as determined by dad, whether at home, at work, or in public. Requirement nine, we all share in the cleanliness and upkeep of our home. When requested or assigned to, you will cooperate by completing chores and projects when asked to. And then we get to the activities section. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Are we going to pause and talk about these? Or? Sure. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, the last one is the only one that sounded reasonable to me. And the reason being, like, I guess, I guess, perhaps I need to know more about the particular situation. Sure. But I'm coming at this from, like, a, now I am playing into the fact that they're religious, right? So, I assume that, like, their child was just being a normal, let's say, if they were, had gone to college their first year, 18, 19-year-old. And, you know, pushing boundaries and having friends and stuff like that, which isn't abnormal, but it sounds like it was really irritating for them. And also, like, if you're going to force somebody to pay rent, then they have renter's rights. 
you can't dictate every single thing that they do. Like, Especially if they're over 18 and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. So that is completely ridiculous. I would be so pissed off if I were this person. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, this sounds terrible. Yeah, I don't want to do this. And it sounds like that's the way they went with it, yeah. too. Yeah, very, very controlling. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, it is. Activities. So activity one, attend meetings at the Kingdom Hall or on Zoom mm. with the family on Wednesdays and Sundays. Mm. You will follow dad's guidelines for cutting your hair to a short and presentable length, being bathed and ready to leave on time, dressing neatly and grooming appropriately and respectfully for the meetings, and following current protocol by bringing and wearing your mask properly at all times when inside the hall. So one thing I'll actually give the J-Dubs credit for is they really have been pretty good when it comes to COVID, like saying you have to yeah. wear masks well, or doing Zoom meetings. that's because they don't believe meetings. in like vaccines and shit like that, No, right? no, no. They're okay with vaccines. Are they? They, they leave it up to okay. people. Like they say, you know, it's up to you. Right. But um, they also don't do surgery. Oh, blood transfusions? They don't do blood transfusions. Okay. Yeah. Okay. They, because, and we talked about this actually in our last Because you episode. might get the blood of a heathen. Well, no, because it's, you're not supposed to eat blood. Oh. You remember in our last episode? Yeah, that's episode, right. And I think I was that. just as confused about yeah. that. Because and we, we didn't bring it up, but that's why Jehovah's Witnesses don't do blood transfusions. Because you're not allowed to eat blood? Yeah. Yeah. They know the difference, right? No, they don't, apparently. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Those are two different things. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're not allowed to eat humans well, in yeah. general. It's not like yeah. we're getting blood transfusions from fucking pigs. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. No, I know. <laughs> All right. Anyway. It's fucked up. So, like, literally, you'll let your child die because of that. Right. Because you, know? you because you don't want them to eat blood, and you think blood transfusions are the same as eating animal blood. It's eating. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So, anyway, like, to their credit, they, they've done a decent job with COVID. Of course, that's because they don't want to fucking lose any more people. Right. Activity two. Listen quietly, attentively, and respectfully during the meetings. This also means... You can bring your tablet to follow along with the meeting, but no phone, no drawing, or any other unrelated activity. Hmm. After the meeting, if approached by others, you will be kind and respectful towards them. As long as they're not trying to molest you. Sounds like brainwashy stuff to me. It is. Activity three, attend family worship. You will listen respectfully. You will not interrupt, disrupt, or in any way try to undermine what the family has gathered together to learn and enjoy. No snide remarks, noises, gestures, or looks during family worship. So wait, is this separate than going to, this is separate than church? Or I know they don't call it church. Kingdom Hall, yeah. Yeah, I'm just kidding. Meetings, Yeah. yeah. So this is separate than that. Yes, this is family worship time. Like in the, in their own home? I would imagine they gather together yeah. and do worship time. Yeah. Again, I don't. Rem- I don't. I don't think I had this growing up. It might have been something they did when I wasn't over. Right. Activity four: weekly thirty-minute discussion with dad. No more, no less. Yeah. Activity five: there will be a weekly evaluation meeting on top of the thirty-minute discussion. Jesus apparently, Christ. evaluation meeting on how things are going with input from all family members. Oh, again, we don't know this. Like, it, are, I'm sure they're siblings. I feel like Jehovah's Witnesses don't just have one kid. No, they, they, like, they're not crazy. Like, the Catholics are crazy with having a shitload of kids normally, but they, they typically have more than one. Yeah. And then finally, activity six basically has to do with, I think, going over to the grandparents and mm. all that kind of stuff. So, mm. it's, and then finally, it just says, if you agree and abide to all the conditions, requirements, and activity above, please date and sign below. 
Sounds like jail. Except in jail, you can go on the internet and look at whatever you want and have porn. Can and, you in jail? Yeah. Can you get get? I don't not. Can you look not, up porn? I don't on, think on the internet oh, you okay. can, but I think you like people can send you magazines and stuff. I think. Oh, probably. Yeah. yeah. There's still those still exist. Well, yeah. That's probably why. Right. <laughs> it's the prison <laughs> prisoners are the number one buyers of porn <laughs> magazines at this point. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this sounds worse than prison to me because they're forcing you to also do religion. Yes. So we're talking to this person tomorrow and we'll I'll probably get into this tomorrow too, but I this really resonated with me with when I had my big split up with my dad. Mm-hmm. It wasn't right when we I stopped seeing him, but it was the thing where it was like, all right, I'm as soon as I'm 18, I'm done. Yeah. And it was all around, you know, needing to to have some cash that my grandfather had left me. And, you know, he was in, in control of until I turned 18. Mm. And him being like, well, I'll loan you the money you need, but you have to quit your job at the church and you have to get a real job, you know, and you have to start going to meetings and going out in service and stuff like that. And it's like, it was, as soon as I read this, I was like, oh my God, this is, is exact like I didn't have it in writing, right? But it's exactly the same stuff yeah. that he was like laying out to me Ugh. back then. And you realize, oh, it's just fucking in the culture, yeah. you know. Like this is probably he probably asked some folks, like, what do I do to handle this with my kid and everything? And they gave him the same shit they probably gave this guy, this right. this dad. You know what's funny to me is like religions. Jehovah's Witnesses, whoever, Mormons, highly religious families and like communities work really hard at trying to keep their kids in it by being overly oppressive and like forcing it down their throat. And they'd probably be more successful if they were just actually loving, caring parents. Yeah. And like led by example and didn't but didn't force anything on their kids or anything like that, like had you grown up and your dad and your stepmom were like super caring, loving, doting individuals and and you had a good experience with the Jehovah's Witnesses, who's to say that you wouldn't have gotten older and been like, yeah, this is where I should be. Yeah, I would at least be talking to my dad today. Right, and it's crazy to me because all it takes is just fucking being kind, loving human beings. Mm Mm-hmm. If you were part of a religion that all it produced was kind, loving, caring human beings, why wouldn't you want to be a part of that? What what always bothered me is their lack of humility about their beliefs. Right. They, their lack of recognition that maybe we don't have all of the answers. Sure. You know, like maybe something that we're taking on faith shouldn't be treated as if we have hard knowledge of. Right. You know, they're always like, no, we're right. And we have to protect ourselves mm. from all those people who are wrong. And and it's just spelled out in this that, you know, that's the whole point of this is we are willing to completely cut you out of our lives right. in order to protect this, this weird brainwashy family structure that we have where we have to pretend like we're all happy, pretend like we don't have any temptations or, right. or anything like that. Questions. Yeah. Uh, just things that people have in general. All normal fucking people have. Right. Just because you happen circumstantially to be born into a family and are related to people doesn't mean automatically like they deserve mm-hmm. your love. But I've never in a million years would I like do something that extreme to like alienate my child. 
Right. And I wouldn't blame him if I did that he would be like, fuck off. Yeah. But it makes me so sad for these children that like are being treated like this by their family for for something that like is just not real and is not going to end up well for them throughout their life. And they're missing the opportunity or the chance. Like if your kid ends up being a a waste, it's just a waste waste of of time. Yeah. It's such a waste of time. And you know, if your kid ends up being a serial killer, like, yeah, man, cut ties with them. But like (laughs) until they do something real shitty, I don't see the point. Right. Like I said earlier, it's something that they take on faith. So they know, and they, in, in some way they acknowledge that they don't, no, this right. is true. Right. And yet they are willing to allow their child to yeah. be homeless. Yeah. Instead of having the humility of saying, you know what? Maybe we don't know everything. They have different ideas from us. We're just going to accept them for who they are. Yeah. They're an entirely different, fully realized human being. Yeah. They're not many use. Right. They're not going to believe or think or act the same way that you do or that you want them to. And you, your job as a parent is to help guide them down a path. And, you know, if you're, the path is religion, fine. If you want to help try and guide, guide them down that path, that's different. I mean, I don't agree with it, but that's because I don't have religion. Right. I take my child down the math of very cool art films and indie music. And that is our religion <laughs> <Yeah>. and comic <laughs> books. Right. But and he seems to be happy with he that. He seems religion. to be happy. And if, and if he hated it, then he hated it. And we wouldn't do those things. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I'm not going to shove shit down his throat that he doesn't like. Um, only when he was little and he wouldn't eat healthy food. <laughs> <laughs> Which you do for their own good yes. when you actually know. But that's what, the thing, right? Yeah. That is what religious people think that they're doing. Yeah. They they're think doing they're giving it them for the their vegetables. own good. Yes. Yeah. They're th- they think they're giving them the vegetables. Some parents don't know how to hide the vegetables in the macaroni and cheese. Right. Well, not only that, too, but like the vegetables actually have scientific proof. <laughs> that is true. Up that their, is true. Their, but I'm just saying, in the delusion of yeah. being religious. Right. Right. And I know a lot of people don't like it when I use that term, but I'm going to stick with it. Yeah. In the delusion of being religious. Like you do think that you're doing it and that it is proven to be a healthy thing. But you haven't actually thought through the fact no. that this is, the, like, like I said, this is something you're taking on faith. You actually right. don't know right. whether or not this is good for them yeah. or not. It breaks my heart. I mean, there's a, there's a, there's a place in Grand Rapids, uh, AYA. Um, I'm sorry, just real quick. I just want to throw this in too. You do know for a fact that homelessness is bad for them. Right. That's, yes. that's the well, thing. Well, that's what like, I was just going to, yeah. there's an organization here in Grand Rapids and there's probably several, but this one is the one that I support specifically called the AYA Youth Collective or they just changed the name. So youth something. They're a drop-in center for homeless kids and a majority of them are gay and a majority of them have been kicked out by their parents for being gay because the family's religious. Mm-hmm. Children in like high school and in middle school, there has to be a place for them to go just so they can feel safe and do their homework. Yeah. And the, the reason why they're in that position is because of their parents' religion. And that's real fucked up to me. What fucking God yeah. would be okay with that? Well, why would you want to worship yeah. a God who is okay with right. that? It's just the same. It's the like, same God that knocks up a 14 year old. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if if a God, if God did exist, if there was irrefutable proof that God existed and that was the God, that's what they were okay with, right. I would, fuck it, I'll go to hell. Sure. I'm not doing that. I'm not playing that game. No. There's a really great line, and it's probably not 
originally from this, but it was from the first season of True Detective. Yeah. And I can't remember it verbatim, but it basically is. If the only thing keeping a person decent is the expectation of divine reward, then brother, that person is a piece of shit. And I'd like to get as many of them out in the open as possible. And in my opinion, there's a lot of people who are letting religion make them bad people or giving them an excuse to be a bad person. If you hate gay people because you're religious, you just hate gay people. Let's be clear. If you are racist because of your religion, you're just racist. No number of like, well, I hate the sin, not the sinner (laughs) sort of fucking bullshit spewing out of your mouth makes it any better. And it's it's crazy to me that there are kids out there that like literally have no safe space mm-hmm. just because of their parents being fanatics. You know, you had your mom at least. And while, while yeah. she went full Christian after being Jehovah's Witness, I don't think she ever made you feel like she was going to kick you out of the house if you never, decided to. Never once. So on the opposite. I mean, God, her actual religion is probably you. <laughs> <laughs> That's that is funny. <laughs> I'm gonna have to like we're gonna have to talk about that. To I my mean, mom honestly, <laughs> but um, that woman loves her son a yeah, lot. I yeah. mean, I can't even imagine a like ever once, even like in her most frustrated day with you, where was she ever like, "This kid needs to get the fuck out of here"? Not like this, right? You know, but I think I think to a big extent when she was kicked out of the witnesses, you know, like I was probably all she had. I really do wonder if my mom ended up much more accepting and open open to different ideas and different people because that's generally what she's always been like mm-hmm. as far as long as I've known her. She's never like hated gay people or anything right. like that. She might have like been like, well, the Bible doesn't you know, right. like that, but she never would like be a bitch to, you know, somebody. Right. Or call them out or anything like that. Um, and nowadays, she, her best friend is a lesbian. Is a, her best two friends are a lesbian couple. Right. Um, One of them is is a pastor. Is a pastor. Yeah. yeah. You know, she absolutely loves gay people and everything. And but you know, she like like you were saying, she never, never, yeah. never would have right. ever thought of right. of uh, kicking me out. She. I grew up with her saying, "Doesn't matter what you believe." I'm always going to love you, love you no matter what. Love you, mom. Love you, too. That sounds like you're my mom. No, I love Jill, too. (laughs) Yes. Sorry. (laughs) As I got older, I started realizing, I I always thought that all of this stuff, like this contract stuff, the controllingness and everything, I always thought that was kind of an exclusively Jehovah's Witness Mm. uh, thing. And it's not. Like you start noticing, actually, that's pretty prevalent in small churches too. In small rural churches, they they get all up in everybody's business Mm -hmm. too. And and they would absolutely do exactly the same stuff. I think that's a holdover from an older generation, like back in the 50s or maybe even before that, this this culture within all churches of – of being like that. Yeah. And um, Jehovah's Witnesses just never evolved past it. You know, they right. don't have mega churches. They don't have like, they never opened up to the experiences of like alt rock and, right. and praise yeah. and worship music and, and stuff like that. They never tried to appeal to a right. younger they haven't audience. Modernized. No, they never modernized. Right. So they're still stuck in this culture of that's just like this. And a lot of rural, rural yeah. churches are like that too. Yeah. So that was our initial thoughts on the contract Lilac's dad gave her. Here are some clips of our conversation with Lilac from the next day. So 
soon as I saw the contract, I basically told him to just, oh wait, is swearing fine on this? Oh, uh, totally fine. 100%. I I just, I essentially, what I told him is just go fuck yourself Mm -hmm. and then hung up. Let me ask you a question about about the whole contract thing, because I would imagine this didn't come out of nowhere. Like you didn't like this wasn't something that that your dad presented you and you were like, oh, this is unusual for him. So how how much of it was surprising to you and how much of it was something you were just kind of expecting to hear? So essentially what happened is I've been I hadn't really ceased contact with my dad after getting kicked out. He genuinely believes he didn't kick me out. So I was discussing how I'd be willing to move back in and not talk about being an ex-Jehovah's Witness, just do my own thing because I can't afford to live on my own. He was like, you know what? That's totally fair. So he was leading me on thinking that he was actually going to be a human being uh, with the contract. And then he wrote the shit, which like, I'm sure like 99.99% of that contract, if I showed that to an attorney, they'd be like, yeah, we can get like a million bucks off this shit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's definitely like, not going to so be much- bind. It's definitely not going to be legally binding, right? Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Like, get that. Cut my hair. Like, I think the cutting hair thing's like a bit weird. Like, ah, mm-hmm. uh, yes, cut my hair. No thanks. Uh, I prefer to be. Uh, I prefer to be stronger. Things are starting to look up. Well, not really starting to look up, but I'd rather be like broke than in a cult. Mm-hmm. So I know how you feel. Uh, I did get a commission recently, which is good. I'm trying to get more commissions for art. But right now, the main thing is just like, it's fun being raised a Jehovah's Witness because they don't teach you shit about being an adult. They don't teach you to be self-sufficient. All they teach you is to be a drone. Like, the the it's so insidious because the way they raise their kids is like, they don't know another way to live and they don't know how to support themselves if Watchtower isn't supporting them. And it's just so fucking evil. Because a lot of, I'd say the majority of Jehovah's Witnesses need to stay in the religion just so they don't go homeless. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. That was that was my experience, too. With with So I was fortunate enough to have my mom uh, support me. She was out of the Witnesses. But, you know, when she got kicked out, she became a single mom with me at a year old. She had to figure out how to live life without that support system and stuff. So I'm curious, when did you stop believing or did you ever actually believe? It was a cycle of waking up, falling back, waking up, falling back since I was about 13. So like it happened like a billion times, but I always fell back. I woke up hard before senior year started last year and then something happened. And then I was like, oh, this means that the world has nothing to offer me. Oh, boo hoo. And it was just because I got dumped once and that was enough to send me back. But then I woke up November or December of last year, and uh, it's so far stuck because that was when I finally decided to actually see what apostates have to say. Uh, have you ever heard of The Truth Hurts on YouTube? I watch a lot of <laughs> XJW videos, so I probably have run across it. He's this British guy. He basically like breaks things down heavily. And like the thing he does that's really smart is like one of the excuses witnesses use for apostates is like just saying they're just being disrespectful. But the truth hurts, looks at every argument that a JW could possibly have against the point he's trying to make. And he just like dismantles it. It's scary how much research he's done. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Listening to apostates, it's just like, oh, no wonder they don't want you guys talking to witnesses. You make too much sense. Yeah, I, I feel like the internet is probably their worst enemy, ultimately. Oh, yeah. Because it's way too easy for these folks to get information out there. And that was another interesting thing in, in your 
in that contract was was deleting all social media and not visiting the apostate websites and stuff. Yeah. So obvious what that is, because like I've told my dad, like uh, if you were buying a car, would you only listen to the people who have good reviews for it or listen to the people who don't like it? Wouldn't you read the one star views? And he's like, but this isn't a car. And I'm like, I agree. It's so much more fucking important. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I've explained my reasoning for why I don't believe it so many times. And it's all shit that makes sense. But he just says, my dad's defaults are just like, you're just a contrarian. Mm-hmm. That's what Satan wants you to think. And your thinking has been warped. Like, can you come up with an actual reason for why I'm wrong? Besides just saying I'm wrong. And it doesn't follow Jesus' example at all, because what did Jesus do with the people who disagreed with them? He fucking talked to them a lot. He listened to everything they had to say. And then a lot of the time, he actually convinced them. Yeah, I'm completely atheistic, but like, if Jesus existed, he was a fucking genius for his time. Like in terms of like how to in terms of like how to play a crowd. Oh yeah, he to, was an excellent cult leader. To, <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> I don't know if you were still in the organization when the Caleb and Sophia videos dropped. No, I've seen clips of those though. They're little animated uh, videos. It's like almost like they're Veggie Tales or something sh- like that. I showed uh. one. I showed a few of them to my therapist, and she was like, "What the fuck is this? Do you know the one about how bad magic is?" I don't think I've seen that one. No. Oh god, it's like the first one. It has this character in it called Sparlock, the Warrior Wizard, in it, which is a toy. So one of the other things I did to like distance myself from it is I started DMing a D and D campaign online, and my original plan was just to have the players back story influence it one player uh we didn't really know each other that much so she created a character who was raised in a cult has a dead mom evil father who's higher up in the cult which is like how did you not know this and then essentially created me so what i ended up doing was i ended up having that as the main villain so the main villain was literally just my dad every piece of dialogue i used was shit my dad had said oh my god and i didn't tell them that until after they killed the main villain. oh my god how therapeutic and they were fucking shocked (laughs) (laughs) i told them about the cult stuff uh beforehand but like there was one npc who was sparlock the warrior wizard okay like the caleb and sophia video um the only difference between uh, me and the character they created is basically that the uh, character ended up being revealed to having been sent by the god the cult claims to worship because even the god was like, no, nah, I fucking hate this cult. Oh, that's a pretty cool twist. It was pretty fun. The game's still going, but like, I'm not really sure how I'm going to top the last villain I did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, because like, I, I don't know how I can write it. As good of a villain. I guess the next villain has to be like a landlord or something. Because I live in California. <laughs> Josh once showed me the kids book. Oh, yeah. You- My book of Bible stories. Yeah. Is that something you experienced when you were little? Oh, yeah. That The shit in that should not be shown to children. It's insane. I couldn't even believe it. And, and you know, the Bible's not really rated for children. Like, once you get into it. But, like... Oh, no. That's why I told my dad that Jehovah's Witnesses not watching R-rated movies was dumb. Yeah. It's crazy. And then at the end, when they have the happy little paradise with, like, the dinosaurs and the all the different animals and stuff like that, I was like, what a bunch of bullshit. Kids playing with lions. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Are the animals Jehovah's Witness? <laughs> That's what I never yeah. understood. Do they have to become yeah, a witness? <laughs> what happens? What happens to, like, the little chihuahua that's like, 
in the family of the Catholics and not the Jehovah's Witnesses. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> that kid just was that Chihuahua just let out one final ah! yeah. <laughs> and then died. <laughs> also, like Armageddon, that's not the shit you'd see God doing. That's the kind of that looks like a hell invasion, right. not God's army. Yeah. Okay, if God exists and the Jehovah's Witnesses have inspiration, they're not getting inspired by God. <laughs> Like the kind of shit they're advocating for is the kind of shit that like a demon, a demon king would pull. Right. I've thought before with this podcast too, like if God does exist, we might be on God's side, <laughs> you know? Oh, I, I am like so certain. Yeah. I'm so certain that atheists and Satanists are like, God prefers them a million times more than Christians. Right. Plus like Satan isn't even characterized as an enemy until the new Testament. Mm-hmm. He pretty much just acts as like Saul Goodman of the Bible. Yeah. Yeah. Especially in the book of Job, I think. Yeah, he's just, he's basically just a lawyer. Yeah. He's just like, okay, yeah, I'm prosecuting humans. I'm going to be a prosecuting attorney. You're a defense attorney. Yeah. Really, Satan's whole thing is more like, hey, I'm just going to like see if you actually succeeded in what you wanted with humans. And God is like, okay, sure, go ahead, Satan. Yeah. And it's so clear that they're not enemies. Mm-hmm. Like the way that it's characterized, it's like they're friends, like genuinely friends. Yeah. If I remember correctly, too, Satan, Satan, basically means like the yeah because you know it's a middle eastern name and everything if i remember correctly it basically means like the opposition or something like that it's not like yeah it's a legal term yeah it certainly wasn't the serpent in the garden of eden which was never referenced to satan or anything like that so i'm definitely going to hell because of something i did at a jehovah's witness kingdom hall you yeah. want to get into uh, it? <laughs> yes, I do. I really do. <laughs> oh, this, is, this is my favorite thing. This okay. is my favorite thing to talk Go about for like, it. of all time. Okay, so um, after I turned 18, I just installed a couple dating apps, went on a hookup, and we couldn't and we couldn't really find anywhere. So I just suggested, you know what? We should do it at Jehovah's Witness Kingdom Hall. And we fucking did. Oh my god, that's amazing. <laughs> so if heaven and hell is real, I'm definitely going to hell. But it's gonna be like it's gonna be like uh it's gonna be like at the beachfront property, seeing right. the rivers of yeah. blood, yeah. uh cabana bar, uh tequila. So either your hookup was like, this is awesome and I love it, or this is the most boring place I've ever hooked up. Yeah. <laughs> it was no, it was like it was amazing because it wasn't about like it wasn't about oh, this place is boring. It was the fact that well, at the time, I didn't realize it was tr- I was trans, so it was gay. Now, in hindsight, it's not. But at the time, I thought it was gay, so it's like, oh, I'm doing everything God hates. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and defiling a temple. Love it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel like part of it was like, I really don't want to ever go back to it, and this is going to make sure I never go back to it? Definitely. Yeah. There's so much. Yeah, there's a lot I've done to close the door. Yeah. Another thing that really helped me like work some stuff out as soon as I like woke up, I was like, fuck it. I am watching literally everything I wasn't allowed to watch now. As soon as I woke up, fuck it. I'm watching Lucifer now. And that actually helped me work through some things about myself. I'm still not done with it. But like, I don't know, watching pretty much watching a show where the devil is the main character is kind of cathartic. Yeah. You know who Anthony Morris is, though, right? Um, I don't think so. Oh, yeah, he's one of the governing body members. <laughs> but what Anthony Morris said, worldly women, even some of our sisters now, what is it? This spanks, the skin tight stuff they wear? No, that's called yoga pants or <laughs> or leggings. What the hell is a spanks? 
when they exercise, they leave their home and they're jogging in this stuff. Is it appropriate to wear skin tight spanks or whatever they call it? It's not modest. It's really not appropriate. For these young fellas, it's the metrosexual look. This was said post 2010. Oh metrosexual hasn't been said since 2005. The truth. <laughs> yeah. And that was just an insult for people who knew what like it was it was face wash yeah. was. It was people who knew how to comb their well, hair. Well, it became and wash socially like it it finally started becoming like socially inappropriate to like refer to people as uh fags to be quite honest, you know? So they switched it and then started using metrosexual in place of it when we were all like, "Okay, guys, come on." Yeah. You're still being hateful. You've just replaced the word so you don't get in trouble in public. Right. Metro, that's the tight suit jacket and the tight pants. You mean shit that's tailored? <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And they are tight. I mean tight. All the way down to the ankles. And that is not modest, brothers. This is a fact. The homosexuals that are designing these clothes, they like you in tight pants. That's not who likes it. Not spiritual people. Now, I'd hazard a guess that Tony Morris is just fighting his own demons. There. Right. Oh, yeah. Because he really likes those brothers in tight pants. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they always are. That's always like whatever they push back against the most is the stuff that they are are feeling challenged by. Well, by that logic, uh, Stephen Lett calling children little enemies of God is a bit concerning. Oh, God. Little yeah. Enemies of God? Yeah. Stephen Lett's on his Anakin Skywalker arc. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> he's going he's gonna to go murder all the young wings. Yeah, we need to get them all out of there. <laughs> I say stuff like, oh, yeah. Uh, organized religion is fucking terrible and people come at me like oh my god you redditors always saying everything's a <laughs> cult and it's like yes it is a cult organized religion is bad 100 it is cult. very bad yeah. it hurt it destroys everything it touches like i don't care what religion it is if it's organized it's doing more harm than good mm-hmm. I know. And, and it's amazing to me like we just went through the gospels recently and Jesus's big thing was anti-priesthood, anti-temple. And it's like, how the fuck did we get here? Mm-hmm. Where like we have these giant cathedrals or whatever, you know, mega churches and, yeah, and stuff like that. Men. It's- well, yeah. <laughs> but like we've completely reestablished temples and priesthoods. And that's even including the, the Jehovah's Witnesses. They might have more modest temples, but nonetheless, they do still have them, you know. And they definitely well, you know have why their temples are modest. It's so that they can sell and buy more places mm-hmm. so they can easily be converted into a Taco Bell. Yeah. It's not about, it's not about being modest. It's about, Hey, if we make it a huge church, no one's going to buy this. If we make it look like a normal building, mm-hmm. it can be used. It can be sold. Yeah. I was amazed um, a while back. My, my cousin who was in it for longer than I was, even though he was not really a believer, he, his, his family was more, more ingrained in it. He was talking about he worked in construction, um, including for some of the um, on some kingdom halls. And he was like, oh, yeah, it's a whole big scam where it's like it's just a real estate scam. Oh, yeah. They're not in the religion business. Yeah, it's crazy because they get a ton of free labor from all these, you know, tradesmen who are who are witnesses who will just donate their time and energy and materials to building these things. And then the organization owns it. And they can sell it. Yeah, meaning that no matter how much they sell it for, it will always be a profit. There is no way that they can lose money on a kingdom. Right. Because they give volunteers. It's like, it's slave labor is what it is. It is slave labor. Because they have them enslaved. Because if you're in a Jehovah's Witness, you leave, 
especially I'm so glad I wasn't uh, baptized. Mm-hmm. I was never baptized. If I was, I'd be even worse off. Yeah. My dad wouldn't let me but, get baptized in it because he, I think he knew I wasn't going to stick around in it. What yeah. happens if you, so yeah. you're, you are disfellowshipped though, right? Or me? you, yeah, no. no, because you've never been baptized. No, because I was never baptized. Okay. So, so you're, you're probably not disfellowshipped either. No, but I'm still basically shunned. Right. So my grandmother, after I basically told my dad, what's what I told him, one of the things I told him is he was going, he was talking about how I wasn't his daughter, how my name wasn't Lilac. Um, so I told him that, does Jehovah have a cock and balls? Mm-hmm. Does he have XY chromosomes? No. Mm-hmm. Then why do you, and he was trying to say how that's different. I was like, no, I'm cutting you off. And I said, so really I'm causing to become, I'm more like your God than you ever will be. <laughs> and then I just hung up. Yeah. Um, nice. Then after that, my grandmother texted me, love you, baby. Heartbroken emoji. And I replied, your Christian love is conditional. And then she replied like an email, subject, colon, you cannot speak for another's heart, period. Jehovah's standards I will honor and accept, but love for you remains. Isn't it really your love that has become conditional now? And I replied, I hate the belief, not the believer. Mm-hmm. Like the whole hate the sin, mm-hmm. not the sinner bullshit. Yep. And said, Jehovah can take his standards and, su- and shove them up his Jehovah's seat. <laughs> <laughs> his J-hole. <laughs> Then after Jehovah C, which is actually the name of the page I run, which basically is half making fun of uh, Jehovah's Witnesses and half um, just other shit. Uh, And then she replied, subject, colon, bold text. Right. We are what we always have been. It is now you who has changed, period. Normal text. So why be so angry at us? If you no longer believe, that's your right. Why will they hate and insults? And I replied, why the misgendering and dead naming? Why the homophobic remarks? Why the control? You are what you always have been. I just see what that is now. Also, have you seen the contract? This is what many would call a load of horseshit. The Jehovah's Witnesses are a destructive and hateful cult. So yes, I can't love someone who will fervently defend it. I can only hope you wake up from your delusion. She replied, take care, heart emoji. She only ever talks to me when it's about God. Mm -hmm. Like she genuinely doesn't care about me as a human being. None of my family does. Like my older brother, because he also got out. But yeah, none of my family does, which just sucks. Are you pretty close to your brother still? Yeah. So you have somebody who's out of it, who's who can kind of be there for you and, and you can talk to you about this stuff? Yeah. I essentially have one family member. Mm-hmm. Being born into a family doesn't make you beholden to them. The circumstance of being genetically related to somebody doesn't preclude them from earning trust from you. So just because you're blood related to someone doesn't mean you owe them anything. And it sucks because they're the people who you knew your whole life and they're the people who are supposed to protect you, but they failed you. And I think that you don't owe them anything. I am legitimately closer with like people I only know over the internet than uh, any of my family. Because unlike my family, I mean, fucking the whole reason I'm trans is because one of my internet friends helped me figure that out. It's so FaceApp cracks all eggs. FaceApp, Face I don't think email. I know that one. Yeah, uh, it's an app. Uh, we're old. Has Sorry, we're, yeah, we're <laughs> older. <laughs> uh, one of them is the gender swap filter. Yes, that was okay. okay. Oh shit, we build our own families, and you know, Josh and I have family members that we're still close to. Josh, you know, him and his mom and still are still close, but he has no contact with his father at all, and I barely talk to my dad, and you know, I still talk to my mom on occasion, but. Um, we have families that we've built around us 
friends and people who are more important in our lives than than the people we happen to be related to because we've chosen those people. And I think that those are the people who end up making the most difference. And I think that's made even more true by the fact that the internet basically means you're connected to anyone Mm -hmm. on the planet. Um, So like, yeah, it's like some of my best friends, different states, different countries. And it's like, they know me so much better than anyone who knows me in real life. Like they know the real you. Yeah, they know. I mean, like the only reason I was able to, I have a place to stay right now and I'm not under a bench is because I did the exact opposite of what my dad wanted and joined the D&D club in high school. Mm. And that's where like my entire friend circle is. And like, I'm sleeping in an RV. It's, it's California. So it's like a billion degrees at night. Mm-hmm. If I go to hell, it will probably be colder. <laughs> and like, I still prefer that than being in an air conditioned house with cultists because cultists yeah yeah and like i know for a fact that they would try and confiscate my uh hormones i was on uh ssri's antidepressant medication for a long for like years and years and then as soon basically the second i ceased contact with them and i ran out of money so i couldn't buy the prescription i stopped taking it and i acted no different than when i was on it because the source of the reason that i needed the meds is gone you were working on going to to college, right? What what are yeah. you looking to get a degree in? Uh, well, I am in college right now. That's okay. the thing. So Good. they want me to drop out and I'd still have to owe fees. Okay. Yeah. In fact, right now, what I have is, is this tuition program that basically means I have a year of free tuition and I can renew that for the second year of community college. So they're essentially fucking me over and screwing me out of $27,000, mm-hmm. which is how much I'd normally pay if I wasn't part of the program. Because I wouldn't be able to get back in it. And I am going to be an art major, but I have like a secondary, a few secondaries. um, So that, you know, if I'm just an art major, there's no way I'm going to eat. Right. I got (laughs) you. I have uh, a kid who is 19 going on 20. And that like, you know, just hearing your story breaks my heart as like a mother. And and I know that there are people who are in much harsher circumstances. And that like, I have a big, soft, open heart. And it makes me cry all the time about all of the circumstances that people find themselves in. But like, if you could tell those people anything to help them through whatever they're going through, what piece of advice would you give them? Well, I barely know what the fuck I'm doing. But the best thing I can suggest to you is one, avoid fast food as much as you can. <laughs> like, seriously, that's the reason I'm back here and wasn't able to pay rent. <laughs> avoid fast food. Avoid impulse purchases. If something's $5, oh, it's just $5, don't buy it. If you're going to make any big purchases, you're going to want to save like just a few bucks every month so that you don't buy everything all at once with one paycheck. I've made that mistake a few times, but to anyone who's going through the same thing, just try and survive for now and survival is the best you're going to be able to do for a bit because it is bad out there yeah Uh, if you're going through the same thing i am don't think that this is your fault or that it's because you left jehovah it's not jehovah does not exist and if he did exist he is on your side not jehovah's witnesses because a loving god who sees humanity as his children would not support a cult that wants 99.99% of his children dead. And yes, Jehovah's Witnesses want worldly people dead. Mm 
They say, oh, no, it's not something Jehovah wants. Jehovah's Witnesses genuinely want everyone that disagrees with them to be dead. Even if it's their own children. Yep. It's fucked up. Then my dad got all shocked when I said, I can't wait for for the governing body to all die. And it's like, same shit you want to happen to me. Right. Mm -hmm. Yep. Just so you hear this, you said that you have no idea what the fuck you're doing. Just no one does. No. (laughs) We don't know what the fuck we're doing. And we're like much older than you. Yeah. (laughs) Nobody knows what the fuck they're doing. So um, I think as soon as people can let go of that Feeling like you need to know what you're doing. Because it's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. You're never going to figure it out. You might figure out how to do something well, right? But you're never going to have it all figured out. I will say this, though. Like, I I really, you know, and Lindsay will attest to this. I didn't know what to expect when, you know, when, like, you never know who a person's going to be when you finally talk to them, you know, after talking to them online and everything. But you do really sound like you have... Um, a good head on your shoulders, you know, you, you have uh, good common sense and things like that. So I really, I'm, I'm much less worried about how it's going to work out for you than I was before, because it sounds like you really do have some good common sense and you're going to make it. You sound like somebody who's going to make it, you know what I mean? So problem is I'm lazy as fuck. And have no motivation. <laughs> well, I think that's just because of your age. Yes. <laughs> That's normal. That's normal. (laughs) And if you're looking to get in touch with Lilac. My Instagrams are uh, Lilac the Bard, which is my art one. Also Lilac the IRL, which is my cosplay account. And as well as that, there's Jehovusi, which is my uh, shitpost account. And then I also have a TikTok, which is just Lilac.Devil. Lilac also does art commissions, so if you don't feel like doing GoFundMe, you can support her that way as well. I'm glad to hear that she has friends who will support her mm-hmm. going through this and that she has a place to stay right now and stuff like that. But again, I, 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 can't, even, I can't even fathom of like anything other than Connor being like a monster, mm-hmm. like an actual, like somebody who should be in jail monster. I can't think of, and even then I would probably still like have some sort of love and motherly feelings for him. Yeah. But like, I can't even imagine there being a circumstance where I, I could do that. Right. You know? Yeah. It just, it, uh, yeah, it's insane. Especially it's- over something so fucking stupid and pointless. Because you, you're beholden to such specific beliefs that somebody doesn't align with your beliefs very specifically and, and you are just super okay with cutting them out of your lives. Mm-hmm. Like, it's fucked up. I mean, even with you, like, every once in a while I have to check in with you and be like, are you really okay, like, not having contact with your dad? Like, mm. there's nothing inside of you that's like, it might be nice to, like, check back in. And you're like, no. Yeah. Yeah, because my dad did reach out recently because he's, you know, in his 70s now, I think, mm-hmm. or close to it. You know, he's had a lot of heart issues, apparently. He's, he just recently had heart surgery. Yeah. And so he's reaching out like he did about a decade ago, and I did see him then, and there's absolutely no difference in how he acted. I was really surprised. Like, we, we got together a few times, and one of the times was with uh, his brother, who's not a Jehovah's Witness, and dad had to be the one that prayed over dinner 
And then, of course, he's praying to Jehovah mm. and everything. And just no disregard and just complete disregard for what anybody else right. might think about do God. It silently. Whatever. Like, you know, it's not your house. You don't have to be the one to pray. You can sit through a prayer that somebody else says right. that it's not to Jehovah. Yeah. But, you know, it's just you realize like, oh, everybody in his fucking life bends to, you know, accommodate because. Him. Because their response to people not doing that is, I'm just going to cut you out of my life. Yeah. Which is a terrible ultimatum to give. And Mm -hmm. if you can easily do that, then you're not a good person. Right. You're just not. If you love somebody like Lilac's grandma, right? Mm -hmm. Let's consider that scenario. All of those texts that were like, I love you, blah, blah, blah. But it's, I love you, except I love you. Even though, like, no, 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 no. It's I love you. Mm-hmm. I mean, kids are always going to do things that piss their parents off. Yeah. Always. But yeah. it should never, and it, it should never be like, I don't want to be your religion, mm-hmm. in my opinion. But nothing they can do, aside from horrific monster things, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> should, should make you, like, second guess that at all. Mm-hmm. If you love them, if family is important to you. And again, I'll go back to like, it's all circumstantial who you're related to. So why there's so much weight put on that, I have no fucking idea. Right. But if that's something that's important to you and you claim to love somebody, then you love them. Then you just love them. Yeah. That's the definition of condi- unconditional yeah. love. You yeah. Know, is, is if your to- dad loved you. Yeah the way I imagine in his head he tells himself he does, then you would have a relationship with him. Yeah, and he you- wouldn't have alienated me over, because we didn't even really get into it, but like my, you know, my experience that split us up was I needed some money to fix my car mm-hmm. because it was having a really bad oil leak when I was 17 years old. And my dad and I was working at my church at the time. And he said, but it was money that it was yours. Yeah, that so, he was the executor of until you were eighteen. Yeah. So my grandfather had set aside money for for all of the kid, grandkids when he died, and it was just a few thousand bucks and stuff like that. So I was just asking for fifteen grand or fifteen grand, fifteen hundred, <laughs> fifteen hundred, yeah, uh, to get this fixed because that was well beyond my means. You know, he like I asked about it and he was like, well, if you come over at this, you know, so and so, well, we can talk about it and everything. And I was like, all right. So I go over there and it's clear in retrospect that he probably like talked to other J dubs about mm, this and mm-hmm. everything. And he's sitting there with his wife. It was the same stuff of like quit working at the church, get a real job, start going to meetings every week, you know, um, and then we'll loan you. The fifteen hundred dollars that is yours. That well, no, like they're they're like instead of taking it out of that fund, mm. they'll loan it to me. And I was basically like, well, no, the Bible says not to go into debt, so I'm not going to go into debt to you and stuff. In retrospect, I obviously should have said, you know, well, no, this is a fucked up thing for you to do. Right. You were like, trying to combat his yeah. religious beliefs with other religious beliefs. Kind of. It, well, with what should be his religious right, belief. Right, right. Like, don't no, go I know. into debt. Yeah. But, but you're, you were trying to use Bible yeah. logic. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, and it. I genuinely was a Christian at that point. Right. So, like, that was my first gut instinct was, no, I'm not supposed to go into debt. Right. Like, the whole point of, like, one a big, a big commandment from Jesus is don't go into debt. Yeah. 
what I did not realize, no other Christians <laughs> bought into that. <laughs> you know, everybody else has mortgages and shit yeah, like that. I mean, you kind of have to. to you, exist. you have to to exist. Yeah. And, and but yet we call ourselves a Christian nation. Um, <laughs> today, that wouldn't even be the thing I would tell them. I'd be like, well, this is just conditional love. And, right. And it's like, did they want to loan you the money and like you pay it back with interest? Probably not. Or no. were they just going to take that money when you turned 18 and like give the, it back to themselves or? I, I have no idea what they were planning on doing with the money, mm. but like the whole point of it was to force me into a position where I needed to go to the kingdom hall right. and become yeah. a witness. And instead and you were just like, fuck it. No. I'm yeah. Do I'm not going to play that. You'd I'll just like not drive this car. Yeah. yeah. And I was really lucky that when I went home and told my mom and my stepdad about it, they were like, all right, well, you'll just have our old car, you know, and then we'll, we'll, we'll buy a new one yeah. for, uh, for us and stuff. And so thankfully I got that Yeah, hand me down and everything. But you know, there's how many fucking kids I've always, yeah. I've always looked back on that and thought like how many fucking kids do not have that support system mm-hmm. in place. Right. Yeah. And, and are, need more than 1500 bucks, you know? Yeah. yeah, for sure. And so it's important as, as listeners of this podcast to like, if, the Christians aren't going to take care of their own. Yeah. Then it's important that people who actually love other people do it. Yes. So, you know, if you have a couple extra bucks, you want to shoot Lilac, then, you know, go to the GoFundMe and. Which we'll be posting yep. with the, with this episode, um, as well, like on our Twitter and stuff like that. We'll, we'll get that out there. Yep. Well, I guess they all lived miserably ever no, no. after. Yeah, no, we that can't end that. No, we like can't that. end it with that. We hope that Lilac lives. Yeah. Amazingly ever after. Yes. Thank you so much for checking out our podcast. Help us share the good news by sending this to a friend or leaving a review to help others find us. Follow the show on Twitter at Bible Atheists, and we'll talk to you next time. At least Catholic churches actually look good. Like right. at, least, at least Catholics have like some sense of fashion here. Yeah. Jehovah's, every Jehovah's Witness when they go to a meeting looks like they dumpster dive, got the yeah. ill-fitting suit. No, you're not impressing anybody with your twenty dollars with your twenty dollars sports coat. <laughs>